0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The
1: cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. The cut. Dating is tricky and an overall pain in the ass, but sometimes there are bright spots. I recently went on a date with a guy who saw my name, B.A., and asked me if my name was Ba. This, combined with his overall attractiveness, made me pause and wonder, did I just go on a date with a himbo? Now himbos are the last great natural resource. They're beautiful men who may lack intellect, but make up for it with an emotional intelligence. And while my date wasn't a himbo, just a guy very focused on calorie counting, himbos remain wonderful unicorns that I've been desperately searching for all my life. And there's only one man to blame for this.
2: Bodhi, this is your fucking wake-up call, man. I am an FBI agent.
1: The characters of Keanu Reeves are the template. I mean, Keanu is practically perfect in every way. And in 1995, when asked about his character, Johnny Utah from the film Point Break, being described as young, dumb, and full of cum, he said, quote, there's something good about it, something bad, something happy, something sad. There's also a great term, himbo, unquote. See, over 25 years ago, Keanu got it. When I say the word himbo, Mm -hmm. What is the immediate image that pops in your head?
3: I think it would be Putty from Seinfeld.
1: Miles Klee is a staff writer at Mel Magazine and himbo connoisseur.
3: He's kind of like a a beefy, not super smart dude, but you can't help but love him. No more grease monkey. I don't care for that term. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I didn't know. I don't know too many monkeys who could take apart a fuel injector.
1: He says the term has evolved over the years.
3: So Rita Kempley, who's the film critic who coined "Himbo" back in the 80s, she was really talking about, like, hardcore steroidal characters and guys with, you know, a ton of testosterone. You're talking about Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. He'd be kind of in these movies with big guns, big muscles, greased up. Sarah Kana. Yes. Not healthy Forms of masculinity.
1: But somewhere in the early 90s, the big and brawny idea of himbo evolved into sensitive hot guys, whom critics assumed had no thoughts, just vibes. Like Keanu, or Brad Pitt, or Brendan Fraser. They had comic timing, and viewed women as their equals, and were objectified just as much as their female counterparts. Now, the internet has taken hold of the term, and it feels like just about anyone can be a himbo. Loads of TikToks where gorgeous men are lovingly looked at with comments beneath them like, no thoughts behind those eyes. And it's not an insult. Or at least it's not meant to be. Because according to Miles, we are currently in the golden age of himbos.
3: There's a funny instinct online to praise the guys who are like not on there. So... Sometimes you'd see women saying, you know, I love my boyfriend who, like, doesn't even know what Twitter is. He's not on here. He has no concept of all this, like, cursed internet garbage that obsesses the rest of us. And that's something I love about him. And that became sort of an aspirational thing of, like, oh, man, wouldn't it be great to, like, date this guy who has, who is just totally, his mind is totally clear of all this stuff. The eternal sunshine of, like, the Himba's spotless mind. It's just beautiful.
1: So where did this version of a himbo come from?
3: It would be a response to the character we had for a long time before that, which was kind of the asshole with the heart of gold or like, you know, the smart guy who's mean at first and then he kind of melts. He's kind of like a Mr. Darcy character, maybe someone who's really kind of like high status, maybe kind of a snob. And we were kind of sick of that idea because in real life, you encounter those people and you think, oh, maybe I can change them or maybe I can uh, melt their heart or whatever, but they just kind of turn out to be actual jerks.
1: We don't really go for Mr. Darcy anymore. Turns out he negs and gaslights and could really use a shrink. And himbos have positioned themselves as the evolved man because they can admit they don't know something, which is often. When it comes to the concept of the himbo, can it change again online we have this idea of men who seem to have been written by women (laughs) or whatever and i was like don't like don't put that on steven yun that's too much (laughs) pressure but i feel like we project all of this onto someone and then it definitely shifts and i'm scared we're going to turn on the himbos
3: (laughs) yeah i mean what if it becomes a matter of like oh a guy they're faking being himbos and they're They're just playing dumb. I've seen some discourse about how, like, guys, if they're asked to do kind of household chores, they'll just do it badly so they don't get asked again.
1: Yes, the term for that is weaponized incompetence. It's when someone intentionally does something poorly so that their partner can do it for them. Like a Kevin James character come to life.
3: What if someone comes along and is like, uh, no, himbos are toxic because you'll ask them to wash the dishes and they'll break a couple because they're just big and clumsy.
1: But the difference between a weaponized incompetence culprit and a himbo is intent. One's malicious while the latter is kind. And it's all right to bet on the guy with a pure heart. Who is your ideal himbo? Channing Tatum. Senior culture editor for The Cut, Karenza Cadenas.
2: I think about like a Channing Tatum. It's kind of jockish
1: to a degree, but then like also feminist in a weird way. That's not like annoying. His character's seem to embody that idea of, like, real, like, safe space feminist golden retriever energy. Yeah.
2: Think about, like, Magic Mike XXL, a
1: perfect film. Magic Mike XXL is a road trip film starring Channing Tatum, where he and a group of male exotic dancing buddies dance for women on their way to a stripping expo. I know what that sounds like, but trust me, it's delightful.
2: If you think about that, like, even just his interactions with the woman... Like, they never even sleep together. They or
1: do, I don't even know if they kiss. It seems like Magic Mike XXL is an entire cavalcade of himbos. But their sole purpose in that film was to give women pleasure. Yeah, exactly. And to bring them joy.
3: Yeah. I bet you, you can go in there right now. I bet you can go in there and fucking make her day. Her. Yeah, Oh yeah. That girl looks like she's yep. never fucking smiled in her entire fucking life. Then that's your goal. <laughs>
1: like when Joe Maganello does, does his like dance to "I Want It That Way" for the cashier, just to bring a smile in her face. It's perfect,
0: and it's not cloying in a way of like a man asking you to smile.
1: That is true. Like it's saying like you should smile more. Yeah, he was like, "I'm going to find a way to make you smile."
0: How much for the Cheetos and water?
2: Himbo's are like service dogs. Jesus, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. I'm going to get canceled.
1: But most of our himbo references come from fiction or projection onto celebrities. And so what about out in the real world, just walking down the street? Do himbos actually exist? I really want them to be real. I think they're a, a great idea, like a great concept of like a a safe space of a man. But I think that they are an, like a narrative construct that we'd really like to be real. Maybe It doesn't exist because
2: typically we don't find safe spaces with men. Uh I think it's kind of rare. It's like a rare bird or something.
0: Like if I knew anything about birding,
2: they are like exist and they're with us, but like, they're very hard to find. I, I don't think I've ever encountered a himbo in real life. The only himbos that I've ever really encountered are from pop culture, like celebrities, movie characters. The fact that these men are harmless, is one of the pitfalls of this trope that makes them feel so elusive.
1: After the break, I search for real-life himbos and get some guidance from a few cut voices from the past.
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
2: Himbo is a state of mind because you can have something that's made up of all the same stuff, all the same atoms, all the same genes, and have it be not a himbo and a himbo, depending. Take Chris Pratt, for example. Not a himbo, but Andy Dwyer, himbo. All the same stuff. It's just a state of mind.
1: That's cut producer Jasmine Aguilera. Along the way, you'll hear some familiar voices. But before I started my himbo hunt, I put a theory to Miles Klee. Can I tell you my himbo rule that I've made up along this journey? Yes,
3: I would love to hear this. A
1: himbo can't know he's a himbo.
3: Oh, absolutely true. Yeah. And you certainly wouldn't be aware of, like, himbo theory. (laughs) If you declare yourself one, you're kind of out of the running. Um.
1: We've got to create a Turing test for himbos. I don't know.
3: <laughs> if, it, if a guy knows about the Turing test, he's not a himbo.
1: So here are the set himbo rules. A himbo must be conventionally attractive, with maybe not great intellect, but emotionally astute, physically active, and easily likable, instinctually respects and defends women and other marginalized people, and doesn't know that they are a himbo. Totally easy, Right. where do I go?
3: He's probably out hiking right now, or rock climbing, or he's at the beach. Um, Yeah, uh, himbo's are out in nature, go to the basketball courts. Uh, He's going to be getting some movement on. I picture him working in like an outdoor clothing store.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like an aria?
3: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And that's how I began my journey. At an REI co-op in Midtown.
3: It's all perspective. Yeah, Very subjective. Like, what
0: you, what you feel about yourself. Do you think you're a dumb guy? Do you think you're smart? Do you think you're ugly? Do you think you're gross? Like,
1: turns out the place was filled with mostly econ majors and sixty dollar running shorts. So I tried to think of somewhere with a possible high density himbo population, where men from all over the tri-state area would just come to town and vibe. Thus, I entered my own personal hell. Santa Con. I trudged through the Lower East Side, through hordes of men in Santa costumes and candy cane pajamas, who were 10 p.m. drunk at noon. I'm just going to talk to the first white guys in shorts. Because it is December. I got combative guys. It's all about what you define himbo as. A hot guy that's up to Essentially. Yeah, but like, it's all subjective. It's but a loaded question. I got bro you guys.
3: 100%. 100%. Zoolander. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: I even got patient yeah. boyfriends. You know
2: what? I feel like half of them are actually, could be good boyfriends. And half of them, just no. They're too hot to be good boyfriends. How can you be too hot to be a good boyfriend? Because if you're so hot your whole life, you became like, you didn't have to form a good personality. You know what I mean? You were just hot, and you
1: relied on that. Is that your boyfriend? My
2: boyfriend's this guy yes. flag, yeah. Okay.
1: Hello, sir. Hello. Do you think himbos exist?
3: W- what is it?
2: Himbos. It's a hot guy that's dumb, but emotionally intelligent. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's
3: all I got to say.
2: I feel like he's smart, but emotionally intelligent, but maybe he's not the hottest guy on the street, but I think
1: he's hot. I love that for you. Do you think he's hot? Along the way, I found some slightly promising guys. Right, or, or they would have know, like you said. Because I, right. like, I feel like people
0: don't talk about intelligence that much, to that, face-to-face.
1: I got you. It's like a guy who's hot, but isn't all that bright, but has like an emotional intelligence. yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. There's a bunch of them right here. (laughs) Are (laughs) there? Yeah, yeah. They all play football, but like honestly, they're all like deep down, like really pretty nice guys. But look, we're doing our best.
1: They were my biggest contenders, and they almost had me until they broke the cardinal Hembo rule. Also, this is the nicest group of men I've talked to all day.
3: We'll take it. it. It's because we're himbos.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't know you're a himbo, but they wanted to reassure me that you know they got it. They might not be himbos, but they want it to be seen as affable and protective. Two out of three. Honestly, we will make sure girls are comfortable around us. We will fight other guys if they're making them feel uncomfortable.
2: Have I met a himbo? Well,
0: I have met plenty of affable, attractive dummies over the years, which I think is probably the simplest definition, but hot. Cishet men, I find them sort of inherently sinister. And I think if there's one thing a himbo cannot be, it is sinister.
1: Are himbos real?
0: Sure, I have certainly met uh, handsome men with uh, not much to say, but I think I just didn't scratch the surface. I think maybe, you know, we all have our existential anxieties and our freaky little proclivities lying just below the surface. So it's hard to say, like, are they real? I feel like, do they make themselves apparent? Yes.
3: <laughs> I think people were like more expressing the yearning, like, where is my himbo?
1: Mouse again.
3: You are fundamentally talking about some kind of Prince Charming figure. You've just decided that he's like wearing short shorts and playing volleyball and has never heard of the thing that's presently driving you crazy.
1: The description of the himbo has shifted from an insult to like a great compliment because you want a himbo.
3: They're part of our imagination, like so many other characters that we've invented for the purposes of the internet. No one really lives up to the himbo mold because it is an idealized form of person and people in real life have flaws and it just seems like the himbo doesn't. So I'm not sure how the himbo would exist, but he does present a kind of healthy mode for us to think about living and self-improvement. He presents a great concept for how we can be kinder and less bogged down in our negative thoughts.
1: I must admit, briefly on my journey, I did think, where is my himbo? The unicorn of a man that sounds more like a manifestation than a person. A man who fits this impossible rubric and every projection that I have about him, all without a single negative thought in his body. And I thought back to the lady on the street with her boyfriend.
2: There are a lot of men that are hot but not bright. But there are not a lot of men that are hot, not bright, but can, like, like, fulfill a woman emotionally. Be funny, be nice, be good at whatever, and then they became good boyfriends. You had to try. You had to try, exactly.
1: In the new year, the Cut podcast will be going on hiatus for a bit. No worries, the show will return. However, myself and Jasmine Aguilera will not. In the meantime, Cut editor-in-chief Lindsay Peoples-Wagner will continue the In Her Shoes franchise, interviewing her favorite people. It has been such a joy sharing our stories with you and bringing in such talented voices. And the show looks forward to exploring even more. For more from the New York Magazine audio team, subscribe to Cover Story a new investigative podcast whose first season explores the darkest corners of the psychedelic revolution. So until then, The Cut Podcast is made by myself and Noor Bouzidi, edited by Jolie Myers, mixed by Alex Higgins. Our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Ashat Kerwa. Special thanks to Jasmine Aguilera, the fabulous Kelly Prime, Allison Barringer, Alice Wilder, Karinza Cadenas, Skylar Swenson, Brittany Luce, and Avery Truffelman. The Cut Podcast is made possible by the team at New York Magazine. Subscribe today to support all of their work at thecut.com slash subscribe. I'm B.A. Parker. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder.